a look behind closed doors, an ear for disregarded topics, a voice for the quiet ones. Up next on Ara City Radio, Francisca explores local matters. With the latest escalation of the conflict between Israel and Palestine, tensions have increased worldwide. The number of anti-Semitic incidents has increased across the globe. Peaceful demonstrations result in violent clashes between Palestine and Israel advocates. Discussions online take on a violent rhetoric and persons of public life are dragged through the media for supporting one or the other camp. Online, everyone seems to have a very strong opinion and the society is even more polarized than during the COVID-19 pandemic. As hate speech and personal attacks take over to put aside rational debate, it seems like parts of the society tend to more extreme views on the matter and on how to see the political opposition. More extreme and more radical. On Local Matters, this week we talk about radicalization in Luxembourg. Last week, the Luxembourg-based association Respect.lu held a symposium on the relation between religious or ideological belief and radicalization. At the margins of this conference, I caught them for an interview to talk about radicalization tendencies in Luxembourg and the work their team does to keep people from radicalizing. Respect.lu is an ASBL that is engaged in the fight against violent radicalization here in Luxembourg. So you are the director, Karin Weyer. Hello. Hello. And you are psychologist and psychotherapist for Respect.lu, Peter Kagara. Hello. That's right. Hello. Just one remark. We are not fighting. What are you doing if not fighting? We are working, but uh, fighting is the place uh, we want to leave. Yeah, I guess the terminology in general is quite important here. Even if we talk about radicalization and about radical, what does that mean for you and for Respect.lu? So we speak about uh, radicalization, which is problematic when it uh, when violence comes into the field. So if someone is uh, saying that using violence uh, is a mean to achieve his goal, that is problematic. Or if uh, our democratic society should be destroyed and replaced by other forms of uh, organization of society, those both forms of uh, radicalization are problematic. How about uh, hate speech and these kind of things, which is probably one level lower, but it might be a sign of radicalism as well. Does that count into your definition of radicalism? Through hate speech, one form of radicalization can be expressed. Uh, so if uh, a group of person is targeted and uh, if there is uh, a call to eliminate them, to be violent against them, then it's part of uh, radicalization, yes. And we do speak about religious as well as political extremism. Or thematic or any other kind of... So uh, I think it's a, it's a broad field and uh, some of the political radicalizations are more religious or organized as religions and otherwise. So it's always the, the question of the method and not of the theme. At 
Respect.lu, you offer prevention activities, but also consultants, accompaniment. So you speak with people who are vulnerable or who are in the process of radicalization at whatever level. How do you do that? I imagine that people are quite difficult to access. People might be already quite far at one side of the spectrum where we are not. How do you access these people? Well, we have some who uh, just contact us, uh, but they, they are few. We have uh, a lot of professionals who contact us when they work with someone where they are, there are concerns of radicalization. So it's always a case-by-case -case, uh, work. So we look with them, who is this person, what was said, what was done, and then we evaluate together and elaborate how uh, to deal with this situation. Situation. And we have some people who uh, are referred to us by uh, the by the court. Mm, and on a more um, personal, maybe psychological level, how do you get to the people? What do you do to uh, speak to them or to make them speak? So um, this is a, a psychological place. Uh, we began as four psychologists and uh, so our work begins with uh, building up relation. So if people do not trust us, they do not want to speak to us. And so we have to take a lot of time. That's the first thing. We need a lot of time and uh, offer a safe space to tell whatever they want. We do not agree to all of what they are telling us, but um, we are listening and we are interested in the person, not in the theme, not in the politics, not in the ideas, but in, in the question, why is it important to believe that? And how do you, that's a later point, how do you come to, to the thought uh, that uh, violence is okay? Because other people have other opinions Is violence okay for them? And if not, then violence cannot be okay for you. And that's a long process. That's a very long process. And uh, we, learn, um, we learn to know each other in this uh, time. And in the end, does it work? <laughs> so I'm a hopeless optimist. Yes, it works. <laughs> so um, what... Uh, is very astonishing for me is that people who are sent by uh, by the law for some hours, some appointments, often tell us they want to come more appointments because uh, we are listening and they feel good with us. So I think it works. One more general question, have you? observed in your daily work and in the people that you accompany any tendencies, any shifts towards, well, either an amount of people who come to you or towards a certain direction of extremism? So we started in uh, 2017 and there obviously it was uh, uh, religious Islamistic uh, radicalization which uh, was uh, the most important one 
and uh, then came more and more people where it uh, was a political, more right-wing, extreme right-wing extremism. Then came uh, COVID uh, or the pandemic, and uh, we had more uh, conspiracy theories, uh, anti-Semitism, and... Um, Well, we probably will have uh, more anti-Semitism again due to the actual situation uh, we, we're living. Does that uh, concern you? Are you concerned about the situation in, in uh, regard to the work that you do? Like the situation meaning Palestine and uh, Israel. Do you feel like you will have more work or maybe more complex work? Well, we know uh, from our colleagues from Be Secure that uh, there, are, and if we look at social media, we see that there are more uh, violent, anti-Semitic uh, things which are, are going around. And yes, probably they will uh, arrive uh, in our institution. Uh, well, if they uh, have passed uh, the, the different steps from police, prosecutor, and then be referred to us, yes, that will probably happen. I think for our society, it will be very important uh, to, to, to create spaces with youngsters, with children, with students, where we can discuss this complex problem and this complex situation from really different point of views so that we will not go in more and more polarization because that will be, would be dangerous for our whole society. And I think that uh, it is important that we create these uh, spaces that uh, teachers get the support to do, to talk to, to, to the pupils and uh, to, to not to avoid to talking um, about this really, really difficult topics where We even as adults and even as adults who have uh, some knowledge about uh, the whole situations and because of the emo emotions uh, around it, it's so difficult to talk about it, but we have to find ways to do it. Is not talking about things, um, does it reinforce vulnerability towards radical ideas or radical means? I don't think if it's, uh, uh, if it's that, but if we don't talk to young people and they have the need to express what they see on the Internet, well, they will continue to, uh, to be uh, on social media and get all their information there, and we know that the algorithm will prone them to more radical uh, content. In general, well, we, you talked about young people, but it's not only young people, obviously. Is there a certain profile of people who are more accessible for well, radical ideologies or radical means? I think the profile is uh, between 9 and 90 years, female, male and other sexes. And uh, so, you see, um, there's no profile. Mm -hmm. There is no profile. There are people who are well-educated, there are people who have work and who don't have work. Uh, Mohammed Atta was uh, an architect, he studied, he was uh, from a rich house and uh, he took a plane to, <laughs> to lead it to the, to the Twin Towers. So there is no profile. And any other factors, which is maybe not the character, the personality, but maybe uh, psychological factors? So what we see and what uh, 
what science also says, looking at this problem for a few years, is that there are two factors. The, the one is discrimination. The feeling of discrimination, it's always subjective to feel discriminated. You cannot prove that. Uh, this is the one thing. The other thing is uh, people with a, with an identity crisis or with a with a not very stable identity are more reachable for the for the office. But they also are more reachable for drugs and for uh, alcohol and uh, other things we shouldn't do. Is there anything that people that the environment of people just can do to maybe avoid others getting radicalized or decontribute to the radicalization process? Well, I think what uh, is important is if uh, someone is on his way uh, of becoming more radical, it's important to stay in contact, but it's also important not necessarily to always enter into the discussion, you are wrong, what you think is wrong, you cannot, etc., etc., because that usually pushes even more into a radicalization. What we always say is don't stay alone if someone in your, from if a friend or family member is uh, on this way to, of radicalization, uh, don't stay alone with it. Get support for yourself because it is not easy to be there, but it is important to stay there so that if at one point uh, the person on its way to radicalization wants to leave this uh, movement, well, you have to have a place where you go back. And we are there to support families, uh, to support uh, friends if they there are concerns about uh, radicalization in their entourage. <laughs> um, yes, I think in, in, the, in the larger frame of society, meaning uh, politicians, uh, media, I, or we would see it as very important not to polarize as much as it is used this, in this time. Not everything is black and white and we do not need uh, to, to take part in this or in that party. Sometimes both parties are right or wrong and uh, being in polarization means we cannot discuss, we do not have a debate with each other and we do not find solutions. So more debate and more openness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Those were Karin Weyer and Peter Kagerer in our interview. They both work for the association Respect.lu, an organization that tries to keep people who follow an ideology from radicalizing and from using violence to get on with their ideology or their belief. This was our first interview of this week's Local Matters on radicalization. For tomorrow, I have invited... Mira Sorrentino, she has researched on online radicalization and radicalization in general in the digital sphere. So we are going to talk about if social media is a driver for radicalization and if yes, in which ways. So tune in again tomorrow morning for the second episode of this week's Local Matters. 
That was Local Matters with Francisca Peschel every Tuesday to Thursday at 9.40 on Ara City Radio, 102.9, 105.2, 87.8 and in our podcast on aracityradio.com.